I have a very special guest and friend here with us today, Dr. Jamie Luna. So Dr. Luna finished her medical education at the Universidad Iberoamericana at Santa Domingo in Dominican Republic. She did her internal medicine training at St. Joseph's University Medical Center in Patterson, New Jersey, and then later completed her endocrinology training at East Carolina University Brody School of Medicine in North Carolina. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with Dr. Luna professionally as an attending physician during her residency training and as a colleague in the practice of endocrinology. She is board certified in both internal medicine and endocrinology and is a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity. More importantly, she is the CEO and founder of NEDO, a lifestyle brand dedicated to the education of the public through science-based information on health wellness. She had, she had helped many clients achieve the healthy lifestyle necessary to prevent or improve chronic conditions, including obesity, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes. She also educates the public through her video modules on her YouTube channel, Needle Lifestyle. So I'm very excited to have Dr. Luna join us today to discuss with us strategies on maintaining health and preventing chronic conditions. So welcome to Optimistic Realist, MD. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is exciting. I've been waiting yes. to do this for years. I know. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So how long have we known each other now? Uh, a long time. Probably when we wrong. were, we had the dream team in residency. I was just a baby doctor resident. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, in 20, what was it? 2010 around there. Wow. So in a long years. time. Gosh, I feel old now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no longer a baby doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so since that time you've done your endocrinology, had the pleasure of working with you for two years and mm -hmm. in, uh, in private practice, which were, uh, uh, oh, it's got its ups and downs, right. you know, with private practice. Um, so, so why don't you just tell the uh, viewers a little bit about yourself and, and, and uh, why you chose the field that you chose? Yeah. So in addition to being a doctor and also CEO of the company, I'm also a mom, uh, which brings its challenges on its own. Um, and I went into endocrinology because I wanted to specialize in a field in medicine where I felt I could do something, um, you know, with managing patients with diabetes and kind of have an impact on their life. Uh, I was always very intrigued also by just the hormone pathway and the receptors and how the body works and, you know, what manifests when patients don't have kind of that smooth flowing, let's say, of, of how the biochemical reactions take place. So, so multiple reasons, but um, I love endocrine. I think obviously I would say we would say this endocrinology I think is the best the best specialty in, in medicine <laughs> oh yeah I love the field and yeah, and I think never boring yeah and what what drew me to endocrinology is the same thing it's it's the 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 hormone pathways the right. the uh different uh, it, uh the feedback mechanisms the mm -hmm. whole science of it I think is just fascinating and and the um, the other thing I really like about it, you know, different from a lot of 
subspecialties is that it encompasses almost the whole body. Right. Because we're taking care of all the different glands from, you know, pituitary, adrenal glands, thyroid. Fat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ad, adipose tissues, <laughs> yes. you know, so adipose tissues, one of them. And then and then now I think there's also more um, endocrine involvement, too, with the uh, with uh, gut metabolism. Right. Right. Okay. Which is something we'll, we'll touch on later. This whole uh, fascinating area now that's taking off with the uh, whole gut flora. Right. Right. Yeah. So I know while well, we work briefly for two years, and I know it wasn't a, a easy choice for you, but, but you decided to leave uh, mainstream medicine mm -hmm. to, to really pursue your passion, which yeah. is really to help people with their lifestyle. Right, right. So what, what was it about medicine as it was that, that sort of turned you off to the whole practice? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's a, it's a question that many doctors um, ask themselves and, and they struggle with, um, you know, we all go into the field of medicine to help our patients. We want to, again, cause an impact in their life with our area of expertise. Um, but when you're out there in the real world, after you're done training, you realize that that's not always necessarily the case. So mm -hmm. um, it was difficult to see patients with diabetes already at the end of the spectrum where they're having amputations, they're going blind, they're on hemodialysis, they're on four shots of insulin, but then their whole lifestyle is still the same. They've already had a you know, stroke, um, whatnot. So uh, it, was, it was hard for me to unsee what I had already, you know, met, like actually mm -hmm. Um, that these things could have definitely been prevented. So, uh, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, what am I doing? You know, am I really causing mm -hmm. to my patients' lives? And, you know, 15 minutes is just not going to, you know, not going to cut it to actually right. cause a change um, in these patients' lives. So I said, you know what, I'm going to stop complaining. And, you know, it took a lot of courage. Um, and like you said, it wasn't an easy decision. Uh, to kind of go on my own and try to figure out uh, ways where I could help and I could feel that I'm actually using my medical degree to impact patients' lives or, or people's mm. lives. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's a tough decision because yeah. you've already invested so much time, yeah. you know, you've, you've already invested so much money, you know, into the training of medicine. Right. And and then on, on top of that is 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 um, uh, I, I I think on top of that is also um, uh, I, you know because I've thought about this all the time is you know what what are my colleagues going to think about me Yes Yes You know it's yeah, like I, it's, it's, heard so many, I heard so many things like but you know, but you're a doctor and how are you going to leave medicine I'm like I am a doctor and I'm not leaving medicine I'm just doing something different, you know, right. and right. It, it's, it's hard because we're also so trained to, you know, work a certain way, you know, mm -hmm. and breaking free from that feels, feels wrong. But then at the same time, it just kind of felt right. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. yeah. And I, and I think that has to do with medical training too, is that right. we're sort of trained with a very, you know, very 
narrow view. You know, we're we're trained sort of within a box, within a um, a, a medical structure. Right. So so sometimes, especially when we're talking about prevention right. of chronic conditions, is that you know you really have to think out of the box. Mm-hmm. Okay, because of you know what we're trained through medical school, residency, fellowship is we're we're being trained to take care of disease conditions yes you know we we take care of diabetes problems when it comes up we take care of thyroid problems when it comes up pituitary you know i think all of us are very versed in terms of treatment of workup and treatment of these conditions but the prevention part is very difficult yes you know i i i think most patients go into doctor's offices thinking Everybody, you know, the, your doctor should know a lot about nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're in the field of endocrinology, is that, is, is that you should be an expert in nutrition. Right. Well, right. I, yeah, but looking back at my own training, mm-hmm. we, I probably had, what, three lectures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are Of correct. like three lectures on nutrition. Right. Right. And 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 then they expect you to learn everything about nutrition within within that three lectures. Right, right. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Or and, how to take care of a patient, let's say on TPN in the hospital. I'm like, okay, but how is that going to help my patients <laughs> that I'm seeing in the office? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, I because of that, you know, this this was a whole you know several years of uh, thinking and preparing and saying, you know, I I felt the same way. I was like, I'm lacking the um i'm lacking the background of nutrition at one point i even considered maybe i should go back uh to do nutrition training or something mm-hmm. um you know and that's where i did a few courses online and just reading you know pubmed and kind of obviously as a physician it's easier especially as an endo it's easier to understand exactly what's happening from a nutritional mm-hmm. uh, aspect and then how do the, how does that relate to the gut flora um you know, their hormone levels and everything else. So, uh, you know, from cooking classes, I even went to culinary school for a year to Mm -hmm. becoming a health coach. And then, you know, again, just trying to form these, uh, these pieces to fill those gaps where we're Mm -hmm. actually effectively helping people. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of these, I I call it post-training training. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is yeah. training that nobody's going to guide you. It's training no. you have to go on do on your own to right. learn about these things. Right. And it, you know, it, it, in a way, this is the sort of the magic of the internet. Mm-hmm. Is if you're if you're motivated enough to learn something, there is going to be something on the internet for you to learn. Courses, mm-hmm. videos, you know, material. Uh, of course, you have to sort through what's relevant and what's what not relevant. relevant. What, what is science? Yeah, I, 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 I think for me, you know, like you said, is the medical training at least helps you sort through, right? You know, the, the this material to see, right. you know, which material is is um, uh, is is something that's you know have a scientific basis to it. Right. Okay, and, and 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 which of this material is a um, a a, a uh, expert opinion or opinion of somebody who is writing about it? Right. 
Right. And and, and my specialty, you know, as an endocrinologist, I concentrate a lot on thyroid. You know, well, wait, well, you know that. I mean, do yeah. what? I, how how many how many thyroid ultrasounds and procedures I do in a year? It's a, yeah, we were we were we were a perfect match because <laughs> thyroid was you, and then metabolic, <laughs> you know, uh, diabetes, obesity was my. Right. my own. So it was a good, a great yeah. match. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but even in thyroid, I, and I tell a lot of my patients, this is when I was doing my internal medicine training, I was like, why, what is it? What does anybody specialize in thyroid? You know, it's either your thyroid is high or low, you treat or you don't treat, you know, there's, there's, there's just nothing interesting about it. Well, the, the problem is once you become a thyroid specialist, then all of a sudden you realize there's really a lack of literature out there. Right. right. You know, in, in, in a lot of things we do, in, in, uh, even in thyroid. Mm -hmm. um, and diabetes, I think it's a much more involved disease process because yeah. we're talking about multi-organ involvement. Right. And and even with the amount of literature that is out, right. you know, we're 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 really only understanding, you know, probably a little bit more than the tip of the iceberg. Yes. When it comes to these things, and and especially nutrition, nutrition is is sort of this uh, mystery. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 like this mystery box that we don't yeah. really know, you know, what what's considered good, what's considered right. bad. Even even a lot of research that's done on it is very limited. Mm -hmm. um, let alone watching, you know, documentary on nutrition is 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 absolutely confusing. Yeah. No, and, and everyone <laughs> and I find everyone has an opinion, right, on what you should eat, what you shouldn't be eating. Um, but the way I find, you know, that just to kind of view nutrition in, in a, from a scientist perspective, you know, it, it is very personalized. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like every patient we see, even if you have two patients that have the same exact uh, list of chronic diseases, the treatment is completely different. Um, and nutrition is the same way. So, uh, you know, Someone might do excellent on a vegan diet while someone might do better as a vegetarian or, mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like that's, that's where the problem actually arises, where we try to put everyone into one nutritional box and say, right. this is the right. diet that you right, have right. to do. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, and, and, that's the issue. Yeah. And, and, and how many times? that we had diabetes patients come in and says, you know, doc, can you just give me the diabetes, the, the diabetic yeah. diet? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I, I, I don't even know what a diabetic diet I is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then it's like carbs are bad, but not all carbs are bad. And, you know, it's just, um, and it's, it's difficult because it's confusing even for healthcare uh, providers and imagine for patients that are hearing, you know, do this diet or the other diet or, you know, avoid these types of foods. And it's just like, you know, it gets to the point that it's so confusing that then they go back to their old habits, which is, you know what, 
I'm just gonna go have the cheeseburger and French fries because that's that it's less confusing and you know it's what I've been doing. So uh, so yeah, I mean working I think on an individual basis with with people, um, but we know right that I mean the, the I think every everyone in the nutritional realm can come into agreement that eating real food, whole foods, um, eating more plant foods, uh, definitely, you know, the literature is there over and over and over again, um, you know, on, on the benefits that it has on the body from the microbiome to, um, you know, longevity to, you know, keeping a clear focus um, to preventing uh, uh, chronic diseases as well. So, so that I, at least I feel it in the base, it's like a common denominator. I feel when, when, there are physicians that start to uh, demonize uh, even plant foods. It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so let's talk about your uh, your your uh, your uh, main project. Let's talk about Nido. How 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 did you come about starting Nido? Because yeah. I because I know when I even yeah even I you started this what four or five years ago. Yes. Yeah. Sort of a side project to your private practice. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was all, you know, I, I finished uh, fellowship in 2014 and then, you know, fellowship, as you know, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you're with your mentors, you're learning, you're seeing all these cases in the hospital and you're just so, um, so hungry to learn more about endocrine. Uh, and it's really all about the patient and learning. So, you know, I, when I was in fellowship, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I mean, I am so happy that I did this because, you know, internal medicine residency was another story. <laughs> so, but then once I finished <laughs> and you're out there in the real world where, you know, it's corporate, I mean, you've got to chart, you've got to see a patient every 15 minutes or maybe see two or three in 15 minutes. Um, you've got to bring in those RVUs. You've got to, you know, cash in, money for, for this organization that now you have, you know, pretty much signed your life to. Um, and in that, I was very almost uh, close to depressed because I felt mm -hmm. like I didn't have a purpose anymore. I'm like, you know, this right. is not, this is not what I signed up for, you know? So I wasn't going to quit because like you said, you train to, to do this. And it's like, how do you, not be a doctor when you've been training for over 10 years. <laughs> right. Um, right. So then uh, I was like, okay, I need to figure something out that is going to make me feel that I am using my knowledge for the greater good. So that's where Nido came about. Uh, Nido actually means nest in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought about the name when I was coming back from vacation. Uh, from Costa Rica, and it showed me too the importance of vacation because <laughs> you are out of the, you know, the craziness of the day to day. I could have never thought of the concept, you know, getting out of the office and whatnot. So just having that distraction actually allowed me to to think about this. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to create a community, a nest of people that you know want to learn how to live a healthier lifestyle. Um, start to adapt uh, changes in their behavior. Uh, so that's where all of this came about. I started to help um, uh, family members, friends, <laughs> uh, how to like kind of incorporate uh, a healthier way of living. And then I started noticing that um, it wasn't only because I was a doctor that they were improving and losing a lot of weight, you know, 30, 40, 90 pounds. 
but it was more because there was that sense of community. There was that sense of um, accountability and uh, knowing that I genuinely cared uh, for their outcome. Uh, so that that's that then took kind of another shape of now going to social media and creating a virtual community. Uh, mm -hmm. Then it expanded to a YouTube channel. Um, and it's still metamorphosizing. I, I you know, right. I get more ideas about it. It's my passion project to the point then that, yeah, back in uh, 2018, I told myself, you know what, I'm just going to focus on this and kind of uh, take, take a year off. Uh, and that's where um, I kind of pursued that. So. Yeah, and you know the the whole sense of community is very important. I mean, we right. see this study after study. We look at lifestyle, you know, uh, you know, at study after study showing positive li uh, uh, benefits of of lifestyle changes. Right. It, it all it all involves having a partner in crime. Yes, yeah. Having having somebody there to keep you accountable for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 this is what really keeps you on track. Exactly. For, right. I mean, for example, if you're going to start a business, it's very important to have a business mentor mm -hmm. to keep you on track. So this way you don't just run out of steam and you stop doing things because, right. you know, right. anything you, you, you start lifestyle, you know, lifestyle is extremely hard. And what I tell patients is when I tell you when I'm asking you to change your lifestyle, I'm actually telling you to take whatever you've learned the past 30 40 years and okay, throw that out the window and then starting today you start something new yeah <laughs> but that's easier said than done i call it um the cassette player for those uh listeners that have no idea what a cassette is because <laughs> you were probably born born after 1995 uh so it's like the cassette you remember when i don't know if you used to do this when yeah. you were a kid where you could actually record a song in top of another song um and kind of use the cassette like that so it's like our brain and we are creatures of habit i mean we wake up in the morning, you know, we brush our teeth, we comb our hair, we drink coffee, we meditate, we do whatever. But, you know, it's like we do the same thing over and over again, but there is a sense of comfort with that. Um, mm -hmm. Even if those habits are probably not aligned with what you want, are not aligned with what your goal is, but it's what you know, right? Mm -hmm. So when we try to tell our patients in five or 10 minutes, listen, I want you to start to eat more plant foods, exercise 30 minutes a day, five days a week, incorporate <laughs> resistance training and cardio. And by the way, I'm sending your prescription <laughs> to the pharmacy. And please take your meds. Bye. <laughs> and then you have to go chart for the next, you know, what, 10 minutes. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right, right. And, and, and many of our colleagues are like struggling with weight, too. I'm like, how yeah. am I going to take advice from you when you got to definitely lose 25 pounds? <laughs> right. Right. And, 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 you know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, we see this with, with, with anyway, and we see this with healthcare workers. I mean, healthcare workers doesn't matter if they're doctor, nurse, you know, right. medical assistant. I, I think, I think as a whole, we're, we're, we're probably, we, we probably have the poorest health. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, just, yeah. you know, you know, just because we, we take care of other people, but we don't, put that same amount of effort into taking care of ourselves. Right, right. Uh, I, I mean, how, I mean, how many doctors I, I, are, do you see, you know, after the age of 60 actually being uh, disease free? 
Yeah, no. You know, I mean, it, it, it's 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 almost it's almost non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they, they would have to. I mean, I feel like now that definitely is hopefully changing. But you know, even though we are creatures of habit, like I mentioned with the cassette, we have that capability of re-recording. You know, little by little, uh, little habits here and there that are then aligned with where we want to see ourselves. So um, I know you have made a lot of changes in in your I have. Yeah, <laughs> little yeah, by yeah. little, right? How did you do that? I I just uh, well, it my I started back in uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. So I well, like everybody else, I felt like crap. You know, I I wake up in the morning, I'm tired, I'm achy all over. Um, I don't know if you still remember, I used to have like those inflammatory, like lower extremity pains, yes. you know, well, it, it got so bad, uh, it, it, it got so bad last summer, I was, I was actually popping, you know, high doses of prednisone, yeah. just, oh, just to be able to get myself to work, right. you know, just to, just to be able to get on my feet and get myself to work. And, and it was just getting worse and worse. And so, uh, uh, last August, um, I just had this, I don't know, revelation, I guess, yeah. <laughs> one day. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, well, 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 actually, it wasn't much of a revelation. This is like, and, and I still remember the day. I, I, I still remember the day. This was probably the lowest point of my life was I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I have this tremendous pain in, in both of my ankles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're both swollen, they're painful. Yeah. Um, and I, I left my, I, I left my medicine, medicine downstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and, um, and so I got up in the middle of the night. This was like two or three in the morning because the pain was so unbearable. Yeah. And actually, remember, I was crawling <laughs> myself <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> through the bedroom down the hallway, you know, going down the steps of my butt and, uh, you know, you know, like crawling my way to the kitchen so I can get to my prednisone and painkillers. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then, I, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's at that point, you're just like, what, what am I doing with my oh, life? And you you're strong too. I mean, yeah. 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 And I, and I, you know, especially because I spend what 80% of my day telling people how to live healthy, how to take care of themselves, you know, and, and here I am, you know, you know, basically, you know, working myself down to the bones to the point where I, where I can't even concentrate on my nutrition and exercise. Yeah. So, so, so from that day on, I was just like, this is ridiculous. You know, how, how, how can I be credible taking care of my patients if I don't start taking care of myself? Right. Right. And and uh, and this is when I start changing my my lifestyle, you know, changing, um, uh, you know, changing the way I eat, changing my nutrition, uh, making sure that I really uh, take the time to find that 20, 30 minutes every day, you know, to get some exercise in just to just to get myself healthier. And. You know, it, it it didn't. I mean, it, it's it's not a miracle. I mean, it 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 does. It didn't. The improvements didn't come overnight. Mm-hmm. But but then I kept this going day after day, week after week, and I and I think it's with any type of habit change. Once you get over that third week, mm-hmm. 
you know, things get easier. So yeah. after, so after I got through that, that initial three weeks of, of, of uh, lifestyle changes, it just got better. And then things just continue it's to It's a new song on the recorder. <laughs> it's yeah. a new song. Yeah, it's much easier after that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, I mean, for me, and, you know, again, this is different for everybody because the lifestyle change, as you said, is very individualized. Right. I, for 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 me, it's it's um, intermittent fasting did wonders for me. Right. You know, just just being able to fast a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, utilize that an, anti-inflammatory right. uh, effects of of fasting, and and that really changed things for me. Right. Yeah. right. And and we'll touch on that later on too when we talked about you know some some of these uh, 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 lifestyle changes that people can can do but for me i mean it it really the motivation came when i was really in the pits you know when it, when it, when you feel like life can't get any lower than this. Oh, right right <laughs> you know you know but but the 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 challenge is how how do you start motivating people to start taking care of themselves without having to get to this point right where they're feeling so terrible that now it's it's a it's you know you have to make this life or death situation you know decision right yeah so that that's that's a great question and um maybe not the easiest answer <laughs> because again every patient every person every individual is so different um but i find that one common or question or, or that we could actually ask ourselves is why am I doing this? Like, why, why do I want to lose the weight? Mm-hmm. Why um, do I want my blood sugars to improve? Or, um, you know, why do I want to feel like I'm my age and take care of my body? And whatever that answer is, it, it has to be an answer that resonates beyond superficial things. Like, you know, a wedding that I have to go to in two weeks or, um, yeah, we all want to feel comfortable in our own skin. Yes. But it has to be something deeper. And I find that, uh, when I've asked this, this usually is the first question I ask people, uh, is why are you doing this? And when I hear answers like this, I want to be able to chase after my grandchildren without having pain in my knee. Um, I want to be able to get on a roller coaster again, um, because I can't do that right now because I'm so overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to travel uh, and go sightseeing. So again, these are very specific, personalized answer that only that person can answer it, which then will increase um, their motivation because it's something they could always think back to when they're feeling lazy, when they don't want to do something, um, when they don't want to give those 20 minutes. Again, because that old cassette keeps playing in the background uh, and we're trying to build a new one. So, you know, I usually tell patients uh, just keep that reason in your mind. Um, and when you don't want to do something, like you don't want to prepare your meal or you don't want to give yourself those 20 minutes. Just don't think about it and just get up and do it. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't mm-hmm. just tell yourself, this is why I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it because the more you do it, the more you're building that habit, um, even when you don't want to do it. So that in itself is, is, is a, a track of motivation. But you know, when we're waiting for motivation to kind of kick in, it's, it's just, it's like a 
like a shooting star, you know, <laughs> it's like some days we wake up, some days we wake up super pumped, but I don't wake up motivated every day, <laughs> you know, right. right. Uh, like we're like, yeah, so I'm going to just conquer the day every day. No, not, that's, that's not, I don't think that's correct for everyone at least. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right. it's just being clear with what you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, so going back to the, uh, the 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 motivation, it's um, yeah, it's 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 really hard to get motivated to change. Right. You know, it, it it takes a lot of motivation, and and you know, it's it's unfortunately, I think a lot of times it, it takes something drastic. Right. To to um, uh, to to actually uh, give somebody that motivation to change. Right. But but I think I, I said I think a lot of us get stuck with temporary goals. Yes. You know, losing twenty pounds for the wedding. Right. Um, you know, looking good for the photo shoot, or right. Right. Uh, you know. So so I so I think if you have a temporary goal like that, is you you think oh I only have to do this up to a certain endpoint, mm-hmm. and then once you hit that endpoint. And you're just like, oh, that's it. You know, I'm going to go back to the way, uh, you know, I'm just going to go back to the way it is. Um, the the other thing I was thinking is um, there's a lot of emotional barriers that come with lifestyle changes. Right. Okay. Right. The, because a lot of things, um, and, and we see this uh, especially um, with, with food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a lot of emotional attachments that a lot of people have with food. Right. right. So it's reactions. Yeah. That take place that, you know, that make us, you know, want to eat and do bad things with food. (laughs) I mean, it happens. Yes. Yeah. So, so if you, if you have something that makes you feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say you're stressed, you're having a crappy day, you had a bad day at work, you know, and, and you come home and you know that you're going to get this good feeling if you eat certain things. I mean, for me, it's Doritos, you know, if I eat Doritos, I feel great, at least for the moment. But, but it's, but it's a comfort food, you know, it it makes you feel good. And this is why it's, it's a challenge sometimes um, to take people out of their routine. Right, right. Because this is this is where they feel um, where they're safe. Right, right. Okay, exactly. they you know you know when when they do these routines when they eat this type of food, is that it it, it makes them feel like they're they're safe, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that that gives them that that sense of um, uh, uh, comfort and security. Right. I, yeah, I find that. Um really digging into the reason why we do the things that we do is the best way to address it. You know, I mean, when we tell ourselves, I'm not going to have that chocolate cake, I'm not going to have those cookies, you know, or whatever it is that, that, that triggers that reward circuit, um, in our brain, uh, and then triggers this, these behaviors that follow, we need to understand why it all started. You know, there's always a reason. Okay, I had a stressful day at work. I'm fighting a lot with my spouse. Um, when I was a kid, my dad said I was uh, I was fat. You know, like so that that is not going to go away if we tell our patients stop eating those cookies <laughs> before you go to bed because right. your blood sugar is going up to 300. You know, it's kind of like putting a band aid on a surgical wound and thinking that it's going to heal. So. Right. Uh, 
you know, everyone has their their triggers of, of to trigger that reward circuit. Some people, are, they like to shop. Some people might have, grab that drink. So I feel like the more the person understands why they're doing the things that they do, the better they will get at actually um, cutting that behavior. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, food is definitely something that has become a reward, uh, and especially in our culture because everything socially has to do with food. You know, we're happy, we eat. We're sad, we eat. We're bored, we eat. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just food everywhere, and the quality of the food is not the same. Right. Uh, you know, there's the, the food that is out there is food that causes fat production, um, and it's all a vicious cycle. So I feel like just having that understanding of, of why the person's doing what they're doing makes it much easier. Why? What's the behavior? You know, what's triggering this? Um, mm-hmm. And then switching again, recording a new a new song. Then maybe instead of uh, sitting uh, to uh, watch TV and start to eat, you know, because mindlessly a lot of people um, tend to do that, you know, uh, maybe wa- read a book or have a conversation with your spouse, right. go for a walk, you know, while you're kind of forgetting, like you said, that what you've been doing for the past thirty years. <laughs> so try to re- re-record something new. So uh, it, it's more effective, right? And it's um, yeah. And and well, what I was thinking the 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 other thing that triggers a lot of uh, eating is boredom, right? If you're nothing better to do, why not eat something? Like now, everyone's in quarantine because of COVID nineteen. So you know, <laughs> I saw this meme today actually that uh, the meme said. Uh, it's now recommended to wear a face mask at home so you don't continue so you don't continue to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. there's that. You have to put you have to put like, you know, like, like the like like those uh, chastity belts in the old days, you know, just put it across just the face and lock it up. <laughs> Or the cone that I put my poor dog Leo when he has a, you know, some something he cannot like lick or anything. You know, the the cone the collar thing they put to the dogs. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I tell people I, you know, I I work now. Um, I did integrate uh, back into into medicine just because I, I missed it, uh, and I work with special needs patients. Uh, ha- for a few days in the week, and the other day of the week, I, I work with patients that are struggling with weight. Um, and I tell the patients while I'm doing the telehealth, I say, you know, we the first two weeks of quarantine, you were allowed to eat all the chips and all the things you wanted, because it's kind of like all of a sudden we got a vacation. But now it's time to make this um, the new norm. You know, right. wake up and tell yourself, I'm going to have my coffee, my tea, I'm going to meditate or, or, you know, take a moment to pause and I'll go for a walk or do my 20 minute exercise routine. Then I'll get dressed, sit in my computer, do my work, you know, for lunch, prepare something. So it's your home has now become not only a place for you to relax, but a place of business. Um, Yeah. Instead of just, you know, watching Netflix or, or grabbing whatever snacks there is without any plan. Uh, even better, eating yeah. snacks with Netflix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what what would be the one you know if you have to give somebody one adv- advice about how to start heading in the right path 
mm-hmm. towards a healthier lifestyle, what 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 would say would be your 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 advice? Yeah, I would say do what makes you happy, because um, for my own personal uh, life and, and challenges, uh, I find that my whole life I felt that you know. You need to exercise five days a week, and you have to eat your vegetables and make sure um, you're getting the good nutrition. So very rigid, very structured. But then emotionally, I wasn't well. So what did that develop? Gastro issues where I felt like this burning sensation, you know, GERD, um, feeling down, and then sometimes not wanting to exercise and maybe going for that comfort food more than I would. Um, so I find that when we start to treat patients in a way, or we start to treat ourselves more as a human and searching what is, why am I feeling like this? What, why am I going for that cookie? Why don't I want to go for a run? I have all this amazing, you know, machinery here of a body that does all these things for me. Why am I neglecting it? And I find that when we start from within, everything else just kind of falls into place. So we don't change because of what we know. We change because of what we feel. So when I started to realized that I wanted to go to the gym more because I wanted to take care of my body. Then I was like, you know, I don't like going to the gym anymore. I started Pilates and that has gone great. Um, Not being so structured and telling myself, you know, I'm feeding my body in a way that I want it to nourish. I want to nourish it, not because, you know, I want to fit in whatever size. So that has kept me consistent uh, through the years. Um, more so than many people that, that you know, I see, uh, colleagues as well, you know, where, where they're yo-yoing. They're always trying that new diet, but they never really fix the problem from the source and is us, right? Um, so that, that would be my, my one advice to start a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and, and that's great advice. I mean, even even for myself, I I I think I like you said, I I made the determination that feeling healthy will make me happy. Right, right. You know, it it will it will make me happy, which then, um, really then, uh, would would permeate into every part of your life. Exactly. You know, your interaction with your family is going to be more positive. Okay, you know, when 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 your kids come to you know, ask you to play, you don't, you don't just shoot them away because you're, you're because tired. you're so tired, you know, right. you're, you're, you're right. tired, you don't have the energy to do it. And, and even worse is, uh, you know, in my case, when I was having those joint pain is I couldn't physically do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, you know, if my, if, if, if my daughter wants to go outside, play basketball, well, I couldn't physically do it because, um, uh, I, it be because of the, the, the joint pains I was having. Right. And you know, so, so I, and like you said, it's deciding what your priorities are, deciding what is most most important in your life that's going to give you that mm-hmm. positive reinforcement to to keep right. going. Right. And yeah, it's uh, it it's not easy to get here. It is not easy. No, and yeah. it's it's that's what people have to understand. Um, we have to take responsibility for what we do in our life. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm very loving and kind with all my patients but you know you do they need to hear the truth as well which is we are responsible for what happens to us you know and it's your choice right what what 
you have to take the time to think, okay, what is going to make me happy? Maybe it's a different career choice. Maybe it's finally ending the relationship that I was trying to make work but didn't. Whatever it is, um, but just thinking that you're going to get that one pill that's going to fix everything. You know, that's going to, if you lose those 30 pounds, all of a sudden you're going to be happier and you're going to feel better. But in reality, that's not the case. It's, right. it's kind of like, you know, when, when we're pursuing a career and we say, you know, when I get to the top, that's when I'm going to be happy. But then you get there and you're completely right. empty. So, right. you know, it's, it is easier said than done, but we have to take the time. I mean, if we're going to do it, might as well do it right. You know? Right. That way we're not yo-yoing from, from one diet to the other or, or one crazy exercise routine to the other. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and uh, by, by the way, it's a fallacy. There's no such thing as the top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's some people always struggling for that, that power, too. Because yeah. once you get there, you're struggling to get up to the next level. To the next there's level, no... right. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so then you get caught into this, this, you yes. know, revolving thing, and you know, basically, then, you, then, then your whole life just becomes a struggle, you right? Know, because you, you don't quite enjoy what's in the present. Now you're always looking, you're looking for the head, right? I think this, this, um, this whole pandemic has definitely taught us that, um, you know, what life was prior. To, to COVID-19 to what it is now is is really, it's humbling, you know, to mm -hmm. show us really what matters, um, how vulnerable we really are as humans um, and really puts things, priorities a little bit more aligned where, where we should have them. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah, and then one thing a lot of, you know, from talking to people is that this period of time really forces them to reflect on themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. So you so so you don't have as as many distractions. Yes. To to keep yourself occupied. Mm -hmm. You know. You you're 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 not going to work. You're not driving. You know. You're not commuting that two hours. You know. Every day. You're not. Um, uh, you you can't go out and just hang out with your with your friends or go out and buy something because now you're forced to stay in. Right. Right. And and that's that that's a hard thing. I I, I think a lot. Of, you know, it's it's really hard to be able to reflect on yourself, mm -hmm. and then be critical. You know, be be being critical of yourself and being able to accept that criticism. Right. You know, of 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 what you think you're doing right. You know, and what you're doing wrong. And I, and you know, for for. You know that's that's part of the reason why I started this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, because I had time to reflect on everything, and I was thinking like, well, what is important for me? Right, well, right. What what is important for me, and the same the same thing for you. And I have to thank you for giving me this motivation to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is is it's 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 really for for me. It's really about educating somebody. Right. right. You know, and and. And uh, when you, when you think back to my practice style, it's really helping the patient understand mm -hmm. and realize, you know, what what their condition is and what brought on their condition and how they got there. Mm -hmm. um, it, because it's always been my belief that the more you learn about something, the more you understand something, is that the more control you can take over it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, education sets us free. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I and I think this is this is my goal. My goal is to 
is to be able to educate, mm -hmm. you know, or for for anybody that wants to listen, my goal is to educate you on your health, you know, on your endocrine system, mm -hmm. you know, on, on, on different things that you can do um, right. just to be healthier, be happier. Right, right. You know, and, you know, it only took me, what, 44 years to get here? <laughs> It's better late than never, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, you see, so you can either call this a revelation or a midlife yeah. crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so for for anybody who hasn't checked out Doctor Doctor Luna's um, YouTube videos, you have uh, um, all these uh, great modules on there to to start getting uh, everybody on track. Right, right. So, so you have parts one through eight, and then I guess once they make it through eight, uh, what they they get a black belt? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they already if they follow each and every module, um, you know, very short videos, uh, and they're very fun because they they have animations like worked with an amazing animator, uh, Caitlin Henderson, who really brought to life all of these um, hormones and, uh, you know, our protagonist, who, whose name is Odin, and a storyline that many of us could relate to, you know, mm -hmm. where we're kind of busy with work and we just uh, self-neglect and that results into weight gain and all of these other issues. And through the modules, uh, we're learning with Odin on how to make these changes, not only on food mm. and nutrition, but also with stress management, sleep. Um, so, you know, at the end, uh, we kind of see how, how um, Odin progresses. He actually loses weight and, you know, he, he's, he's on, the, on the right path. Um, and our goal was that every person that watches the videos and actually follows this is also going through a journey on, on, on their own as well. Um, mm. and the, and at the end is, is kind of they're on, on a better track, more aligned with, with what their goal is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so one thing I just want to, uh, you know, I, 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 I did make it through modules one through eight. I'm, okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to be expecting that black belt in the mail <laughs> one of these days. Um, <laughs> Yes. But, but there's one thing you, you mentioned with exercise I thought was extremely interesting. Um, this, this whole idea of exercising and producing this hormone called irisin, right. which, which then helps stimulate the, the um, conversion of, of, right. uh, of uh, back to brown fat. So, mm -hmm. so for people who, who, who don't know is that, um, you know, there's two different types of fat in the body. There's brown fat and there's white fat. Brown fat is the, the more metabolically active or, or, or we call more thermogenic fat. And that's the one that actually burns calories. Right. Okay. As opposed to um, uh, white fat is, is mainly for storage. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, so, so as you get, uh, as you age, is that uh, you you end up losing more brown fat and you start gaining more white fat. Okay, this is part of the reason why it's you know your metabolism. I, I guess one of the many things that causes your metabolism to change as you age, and then um, 
and also, you know, uh, one of the factors that make it so hard to lose weight once you get older. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so, and, so, so I don't know if you could just uh, tell us a little bit about this hormone and, 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 and do you think this is going to be the next miracle pill that will be no. people? No, <laughs> I don't believe in the next miracle pill because it doesn't exist. Um, there's not one pill that could possibly take care of every every angle of, of a person's life uh, or lifestyle. So uh, no, it's you know it's amazing, and this is why I'm pretty sure you also went into endocrinology to to see and that that we don't even know you know a great majority of what the human body actually does. Um, you know, it's always so humbling uh, to know that we know nothing really. You know, we just know little, like little glimpse um, of this movie, uh, uh, which is our human body. Um, but yeah, there's there's this hormone that uh, actually is excreted when we are exercising, um, and it goes. It's excreted from the muscle uh, cell, and it goes into uh, the fat cell. And now that you are exercising, uh, maybe mixing some resistance training with uh, some cardio or whatnot, uh, in addition that now you're losing uh, the white fat, which is the storage fat, uh, now we're converting that into brown fat. And brown fat is, athletes have a lot of brown fat, obviously, because they're always exercising. Their um, babies have a lot of brown fat as well, which keeps them nice and warm. Um, but like you mentioned, is a meta metabolically active uh, fat, um, which helps you burn more calories, which helps you, again, more aligned with what your goal is. So it's, it's amazing how these little things are taking place in the human body where we're not actually seeing it, but knowing that it's happening, it it, it, it it actually serves as a as a motivator um, because we're like, well, you know, even though I might not be seeing the changes in the scale, but I could already I understand that there are changes already taking place in my body. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now, the other thing, too, is in another one of your modules, you um, mentioned this whole idea of um, uh, it, it's called NEAT, N-E-A-T or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Right, right. And, and, I, and I thought this was a very important concept. Um, if you want just to just tell the, tell the viewers what it is and, 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 and why it's important. Right. Yeah, so um, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, uh, is basically all the other activity that we do that's not exercise. So that is um, when you're walking to your car, or um, you're standing instead of sitting, um, you're doing your grocery shopping. Uh, so it's all those extra steps, all, moving your hands. You know, I'm Spanish, so I'm always using my hands. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's all those extra activities that we do throughout the day that really sum up to calorie burn. Okay, um, you know, there are people that spend the whole day sitting and then they go to the gym for 30 minutes. That's not as effective as that person that's, you know, 
purposely, intentionally moving more. You know, they park their car further. They take the staircase instead of the elevator. Um, they stand instead of, they stand a few times instead of sitting uh, while they're in their computer. So these people are more active throughout the day and they're burning calories throughout the day uh, versus the other person that is just sitting, eating and storing um, and then just burning a few calories at the at, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I mean, it's amazing the amount of calories you could, you know, there's thousands of calories that can be loose just by a loss, just by actually purposely moving uh, throughout the day. So as I usually tell, you know, patients don't, you know, purposely try to move um, throughout the day. You know, don't just always think, how can I move more today? You know, maybe having a, a step counter um, and aiming for those 10,000 steps or a little bit more. Uh, and so then it's like that data actually helps people realize how many hours they're actually spending sitting and just, you know, maybe having like 500 steps in the day. Uh, and this, I realize it more um, in patients that are retired. And I think you could, you could um, agree on this. It's that uh, you have someone that has been working their whole life, then they retire, and it's like all of a sudden everything starts to pile on, the weight, the, the, the diabetes, and everything else, and because they're no longer active, they're no longer moving. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, even though they may have had a desk job, but they took a few steps for them to get into their car, get dressed, you know, <laughs> get to the office, versus now they're only home and, and eating. So, yeah, NEAT is... is is a great way to burn calories throughout the day to maintain a healthy uh, cardiac function, to maintain a healthy weight as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and this is a great concept because you know I what I tell always tell people is you don't need to spend an hour exercising right. every day. Right. Okay, you you just have to find some way to increase that mm -hmm. activity. Um, especially, we know that uh, you know with uh, in in the studies they've shown just by sitting for fifteen minutes, right? Your your insulin resistance starts right. going up. Right. So 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 if you're um, so if your if you, if your job at work is is mostly sitting, mm -hmm. like most of our jobs are nowadays, unfortunately, right. is is you know set set an alert or something you know so that you get up and move around every twenty minutes or so. Right, right. Okay, as a as a way to sort of stimulate that you know that 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 increase in metabolism and start moving and burning more calories. Yeah. And then um, uh, this this is part of the reason why I I almost never sit at work. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have those little carts with right, the, right. the laptops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that just allows me to stand and expend more energy throughout right. the day. Exactly. Yeah, it's a Yes, yeah, so I so I think that's I well I think there's it's great that there's actually a term for this. Right, right. You know, cuz uh, cuz I think if you if you if you have a uh, you know something that's abbreviated especially when it's this neat. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that I I I think it's easier to sort of ingrain that into somebody's you know to in in, in somebody's mind when you're we're talking to them about this. Right. Um, just a few more questions. I'll let you go. I know you're busy. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we, we, uh, uh, I, if you've seen any of our other videos, um, one of our co-hosts, uh, uh, Nick, 
Okay, and, you know, he, he's also very into into uh, healthy living, and, and, and one of his big things is uh, uh, meditation. Right, right. Okay, and, and that's one of the things that you mention in, in the modules. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've never really taken meditation seriously until recently. It's, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's like meditations are, you know, for these uh, you know, the, the new age people who <laughs> I, I guess have nothing, you know, better to do with their 20 minutes. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but then now is is you start seeing how important it is right, right? um so so what what do you do what what do you do for your own meditation yeah so that was also um something of like self discovery kind of thing that i i felt obviously very stressed everything happened right after you, you get into private practice, you're like, I need to like figure something out to like just calm down and be a little bit more focused. Um, so I actually went for uh, the Transcendental Meditation um, course and I loved it. I mean, I was skeptical at first. So, you know, as doctors, we're always skeptical and we ask, you know, where where is the evidence um, to this meditation? And they do, they did present it. I was impressed. I was like, okay. So, but then when you experience it, um, you realize the benefit. Uh, it's, and now doing it for over six years consistently, um, every day, you know, at least for 20 minutes, you really notice how much you change and um, it is you know we are we are kind of we are run by our thoughts um, you know your thoughts telling you um, you need to do better in this or you have this errand to take and you know all of a sudden it's it's just your mind is is kind of calling the shots on everything these random thoughts um, but then when you start to meditate you actually control um, more now like a spectator so when you are faced with stress, when you're faced with things that in another situation would maybe cause anxiety, now because you've been focusing on your breath and you've been um, kind of moving your mind back into, into a, a specific focus, it's much easier now when you're out there in, in, in the, crazy of, the craziness of life to relax and to realize that it's okay. You know, you don't get that that surge of thoughts and just kind of lost in, in a spiral. Um, in addition to all of the, the health benefits from dropping cortisol, um, decreasing body inflammation, uh, increasing gray matter in the brain, you know, so I, after I started to actually experience the benefits of meditation where I was more calm and maybe less reactive, to things I, I was like well what what is the literature and this is where I started kind of just reading more about it um, what are what's some of the studies um, that have been conducted and and that's why I felt like that was such a key point um, to add into the modules um, you know so people can know that it's not just something that you know new age <laughs> people do that it actually it actually has a huge benefit I mean this has been some a practice that's been going on for gosh from the beginning of time right. um, but then you know you, we have you have to experience it uh, to 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 know. But it's it's it is a game changer for me. It's it's helped me wonders. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it's really just taking that moment to right. sort of refocus your mind. 
right? You right. know, especially in this, um, you know, with modern day society, we're always trying to multitask on everything. And, right. you know, there's so much stress involved. You're always thinking about this and that. And it's, it's you know, it for, for me, I, I find the benefit of it is just taking that few minutes to really just calm your mind. Mm-hmm. You right. know, calm, calm your mind down, decrease that stress, refocus your mind, you know, and... And, and and this also helps you focus in on on what's most important, right. you know, of the priority of the twenty things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be be able to calm your mind down and right. to find what is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in in a sense, it it helps reduce stress because now you have more of a sense of control, and Jeez. and. Right, right. Instead of uh, this this constant feeling of of being, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole constant feeling of almost being helpless in a, in a way, mm-hmm. because you have ten thousand things you have to do, and there's no way you can get to all of it. But yeah, but if you know what's important, if you can even just knock five things off of your list of ten thousand, well, it makes you feel good. Right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and it just allows you to just relax. You know, I mean, I feel you're you're less driven by your emotions as well. Um, The mind is just a little bit more, more serene in that, in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, what, what, what really helps me meditate, washing dishes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, to really be present. I mean, yeah, a lot of people feel that uh, they have to, like, you know, again, when we try to be too stringent and too structured, then we don't want to do the, do it. So, you know, I, I tell people, you don't have to, you know, sit down and, you know, get that meditation pose. You know, you could easily, like you said, when you're cleaning the dishes, just be fully present or, you know, sometimes when I'm walking uh, my dog, I'll open my ears and what am I hearing? You know, I'm hearing the birds, I'm hearing the wind, I'm hearing the leaves, you know, so it's uh, that in itself is a meditation and you're controlling your thoughts because you're now focused on something specific versus just letting your mind wander wherever it wants to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And the last question, I, or, or or the last topic, which I think is is um, gaining more and more medical ground, and you know, of course, this this is this can't be a whole discussion in in of itself, but this um, but this whole concept of the gut flora, right? You know, mm-hmm. these these uh, uh, trillions of bacteria that lives in your that lives in your gut that mm-hmm. we used to think are are just um, uh, freeloaders they're, right. they're 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 just there to suck off of your nutrients right but right. But, but now we're we're learning more and more that it's actually these gut floras are the ones who are running the show mm-hmm. right yeah so it's uh that is like you said it it is a very fascinating um topic uh which i i love because it's uh very new uh, and it keeps evolving but we have uh, realized that like you mentioned these the, the gut flora actually is running this from you know actually 
causing inflammation in the body and releasing inflammation or, or releasing anti-inflammatory properties into the body uh, from triggering depression or making it worse. Uh, so it's, it's little by little, all of these things are, are kind of, um, you know, being discovered that what is populating within that microbiome, what's there, is actually the picture of your health. Uh, and then again, from the roots, so what actually is creating this microbiome, it's the food that we eat and the way that we live our life as well. So again, it goes back, everything is, is connected. Um, you know, the food that if you're eating, you know, the Western diet, which is high in animal protein and uh, a lot of uh, processed foods, a lot of fat and, you know, bad fat in the, in the diet, uh, now you're building a microbiome that's inflammatory, a microbiome that is going to continue to cause weight gain, that's going to continue to possibly make you feel more depressed, uh, increase your risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, autoimmune disease, uh, cancer, versus that person that even just changing their diet one day starts to change the microbiome. Um, you know, now we're eating more foods that are high in fiber, more, more plant foods, uh, that does wonders because we have, you know, towards in the, in the colon, there are, uh, bacteria that live there that actually create anti-inflammatory properties that go into the, into the body and, and kind of tame the immune system. Uh, they train the immune system on how to deal with, uh, viruses and bacteria and foreign things that come into our body, uh, you know, decreasing the risk of chronic diseases, autoimmune diseases, that it is passed on in, in, in our genetic code, but depending on how our environment is, how we live our life, it really dictates, you know, what, what it's going to present. A lot of people don't know that only 5% of the diseases that we see today are truly genetic. You know, only because your father had diabetes doesn't mean that you're going to get diabetes, you know, mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes. Um, so it's it's a world of its own. And I feel that it really, again, stresses uh, nutrition and, mm -hmm. you know, how feeding this body. You know, I mean, it only makes sense, right? It's kind of common sense. What you're putting in, right. <laughs> it's, like a, it's right. like a car. Right. If you have a really nice, fancy car, you're going to put like the cheapest fuel? No, it's you're not. So it's right. the same thing with with your with the body. Yeah, and it's um you know one one term that's coming up a lot is this is a term of epigenetics. Right. You know epigenetics meaning that um your your disease manifestations isn't all because of your genes. It's right. also because of the environment. And yeah, and I and I remember when I was doing my training at um, in the Bronx, you know, and, uh, is you know one out of eight people in the Bronx have diabetes. So so there, when you tell somebody that they have diabetes, they they don't even blink because they're mm -hmm. expecting it. They're like, well, you know, everybody in my family has diabetes. I was just wondering how long it's going to take for me to develop diabetes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, they and, feel like it's like a, a, a given, right? <laughs> right, right. And, but 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 I think you know what we're trying to educate them is just because you have the genes 
-hmm. it doesn't mean it, it doesn't it, it you still need the right environmental cues to express that gene right okay right so 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 just because you have the blueprint doesn't mean that you're gonna at your, your body's going to act on that blueprint you 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 right. you have to do something to sort of enact that blueprint yeah, and uh, it, 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 I just have this funny thought: is that when, when, whenever I think of gut flora, I don't know if you watched, um, you know, the movie Men in Black. Yes. Okay. Do you, do you know? Do you know? Do you know that one scene where the patient, where, where the person's head opens up, and it's this little alien sitting in there, yeah. controlling yeah. the body. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what, what it's like. We have a. Uh, you know, we actually have more gut bacteria than right. we do human cells. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. So, so that's what I think about when I think of these gut flora. It's like these right. little, little, uh, you know, little, little creatures, guys. little guys in our colon that's like pulling the levers and like moving right. our, our systems. <laughs> like, come on, champ, you can do it. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Well, as always, it's been a pleasure. You know, I, 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 I think it's always, uh, it, it's always fascinating talking to you about, you know, nutrition, healthy lifestyle, uh, you know, really just getting uh, to our goal in endocrinology right. and other medicine is, is really the, the best treatment for diabetes, for example, is not to develop diabetes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the, so it's always fascinating, you know, talking to you, discussing these issues. Um, uh, even before the show, we I, I we spoke about. There's so much to talk about. We can't fit yes. it all into one show right. in, in, into one episode. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping if if, if uh, we can get you back sometimes down the line, yeah. you know, talk about okay. some, some more topics, you know, elaborating on, on some of the, the topics that we've touched on. Yes. You know, today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as, uh, you know, as it, to really getting that information out there, start educating people so they can right. start making the right choices for themselves. Exactly, exactly. And that they have the power to do that. I feel that, you know, when patients become their number one advocate for their health um, and understanding that it's really not the doctor, we're just here to coach you, guide you, make sure you're okay and get you on the right path. Uh, at least that's what we should all be doing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they, they have the full power, you know, to, to do the changes um, that they want. So they have that life that, that they want to continue to have. So right all right thank you very much and i understand you're moving to california yes i yeah. am i am a native new yorker from birth to now <laughs> and uh moving to california actually has been a, a plan for quite some time i mean i think you remember when i went to visit i was like that's it i have to move there <laughs> finally <laughs> then you know three years later it's happening <laughs> Well, 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 it's because California are full of these new age meditators. <laughs> hey, I, I have to say I meditated in the beach and I think I said I, I left part of my soul there. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I wish you the, the best of luck. I wish you the best of luck on your new uh, ventures down the line. Um, 
That's it. I'm hoping we could have more discussions like this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, for for anybody out there, if you haven't checked it out, you know, check out Dr. Luna's uh, eight step module. Okay. Uh, I I can even try to send have her send you a black belt if you finish all eight of them. But good luck with everything and stay safe. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.